everybody, my name is Colin, his name is Stu, and this is the Evil G Podcast. I don't know what number, this might be 10. We might have been doing this weekly for 10 weeks now, Stu. Oh, we've actually really kept on top of things. <laughs> I would, I, 10 sounds about Well, you know what, even if it isn't, we'll just say it's number 10. I'm, okay. I'm pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, <laughs> Alright, well done to us. Uh, as always, we're here to mostly yeah, talk. We've been doing something for ten <laughs> weeks straight, <laughs> <laughs> and haven't given up or just like, ah, sack this. I haven't given up yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as always, we're here to talk about uh, what's happening in the past week of mostly games, some wrestling, and some miscellaneous stuff that we just want to talk about. Um, so yeah, we may as well get dug in here because we did not finish e3 because last time it was still happening uh when we recorded last week there was one very big show left to go that we didn't get to talk about and that was nintendo's uh direct on the tuesday mm-hmm. um and yeah may as well run through the announcements here obviously the big big announcement was uh, metroid dread which is a new 2d metroid in the lineage of metroid the the main from the very first nes game this is the fifth 2d metroid game um you know going from metroid uh metroid 2 on the game boy uh super metroid metro fusion and i metroid dread and yeah that's good to see that that, um we're getting another metroid game because that is probably the most overlooked of nintendo's franchises that they have all these amazing characters and games and they don't do enough with metroid um we got a new warioware they're remaking advanced where advanced wars one and two uh some sort of mario party thing uh the new Shin Megami Tensei <laughs> game, uh, the fifth in the series, which, eh, it's spin-off you've probably heard of, the Persona series. It's an example of the spin-off <laughs> of a game series getting bigger than the uh, the original. Uh, Life is Strange uh, is coming to Switch, uh, as is Danganronpa, uh, which is a weird visual novel, almost type detective game uh Tonyhawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remix coming we've got one that I'm actually kind of excited about is uh, Project Zero uh Maiden of the Black Water um which is a horror one with a camera yes yes um I think that came out on the Wii U maybe um, I don't know if it came right, out. That would make sense. Or was, um, but yeah, I, I like I like those games. Um, Doom yeah, the Project Zeros were always good, so they were. Yeah. Uh, the Ancient Gods DLC for Doom Eternal has come out to Switch. I completely forgot that Doom Eternal was on the Switch, and then you're like, "Holy fuck, that's on the Switch!" <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah, and it runs pretty well, apparently. <laughs> uh, fucking magicians over at ID. Um, <laughs> something called Cruising Blast. Yeah. Um. Then they show Mario and Rabbits, uh, Super Monkey Ball, and then we get into the Zelda stuff. Um. Actually, before we get into the Zelda stuff, <laughs> Kazuya Mishima is coming coming to Smash Bros. Any thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the that's that's just. It's just the, the 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 craziest fighting game crossover thing in the universe. Now it's like it's almost like its own eternal thing. It's like a what do, what do you call that? A Mugen. Oh yeah, it's almost yeah, like a real yeah. life Mugen though. Yeah. Except everyone has to play by the same rules. Whereas in Mugen, uh, you just bring your own mechanics from whatever game you came from, and it's all broken. Yeah, uh, it's a, gonna shut die. It's like a Mugen that works. So they've got characters from Street Fighter. Uh, Tekken, do, do they have Mortal Kombat in there? I'm going to say no. Um, no, but they, they have King of Fighters. King of Fighters, yeah. Um, yeah. But if you had to go over the, the big one, uh, they're bound to have like Virtual Fighter in there. Snake and Sonic. And- 
Um, uh, I don't know. Need to get a list of the, the, the fucking character list and Smash Brothers would be insane these days. But there you go. You can have a, a fucking four-player fight between Sonic the Hedgehog, Bowser, Kazuya, and fucking Ken from Street Fighter. With a, a really good fighting engine, by the way. It's not like it's just some mix-up bullshit. It is actually a really good fighting engine, and those four characters can all be beating the light together. Oh, so you like the Smash stuff? Oh, I enjoy the Smash I, I, I enjoy the Smash games. Get my head around it. It's not as complicated. It's just... It, Things get too small and it's it's fucking. I, I just could never get into it. I will say, I did like the the actual trailer for this, which was Kazuya uh, throwing a bunch of Smash characters into a volcano, <laughs> just repeatedly. Um, we also saw the uh, Skyward Sword HD re-release for Switch. Um, I don't know, never one of those Zelda games I haven't played. I haven't heard great things. Um, that Hyrule Warriors game is getting an expansion. That's the the Musou, um, you know, Dynasty Warrior style uh, Zelda game. They're releasing a game and watch for reasons. I've seen that. Um, no it, reasons. <laughs> it it is it is the Legend of Zelda's thirty fifth anniversary. That's that would be the reasons. And then they, they showed a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. Um, which I think while watching this, everyone was getting worried. It was like, oh, they're going to finish on the Game & Watch. They're not going to show anything big then. But yeah, you got the a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. Which has started all sorts of mad rumors and theories. Um, you know, you, you see in the trailer, Link has a weird corrupted arm. Um, there's people saying that uh, all the uh, footage with Link in his blue tunic, the very default from the first Breath of the Wild, is a placeholder, and during those parts you're actually playing as Zelda, um, which a lot of people have been wanting to do for a very long time. There's been mods made for the last one to, to let you play as Zelda and that. Um, there's theories that you may actually be playing as Ganon, and this is a uh, a prequel. Um, yeah, some people say that they're doing a pulling a Metal Gear Solid two, as it were. If you remember, they showed all the trailers <laughs> being Snake, and then everyone got to play as Raiden instead, and no one was happy. Uh, but I think it, is it, this it, the first Zelda? All right. Is it the first Zelda? Is this the first Zelda that's had like a proper sequel? Because I know obviously Orca of Time had Majora's Mask. Yeah, but that's... is this the first Zelda that's had like a title with the number two on the end? Oh yeah, yeah, I believe so. I was gonna say Majora's Mask is is a proper sequel to uh, Ocarina. Um, but yeah, I think this is the first one where they've just like uh, gone stick a two on the end there. That could still change. You don't know. True, um, true. It could be a placeholder name. Oh yeah, yeah. They they actually did say that they're holding back on the name, so uh, it looks like it it won't be called ah. Breath of the Wild too. That's just, um, it's just a placeholder for now. Um, because having a Zelda game with a number two in the end just doesn't sound right. <laughs> Thirty-five years, you don't put a number two on the end of a Zelda game. It's just it's like, weird. we've run out of ideas. Here, have a two. <laughs> it's it. You don't often get even. Again, with the exception of uh, Majora's Mask, they usually like with each iteration of the main Zelda games, they change like really major changes are made to to the the entire game. Mm. If you look at the first the NES game and then look at uh, the second NES game that like uh uh oh, I can't remember what it's called. The well the second Zelda Link's game Awakening. Is it Link's Awakening? I thought that was the Yeah. Game Boy a Link to one. the Past is the Game Boy one, I believe. No, Link to the Past is the Super Nintendo. Or no. Right. All right, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Well, anyway, if you look, the, that first one is the what everyone thinks of the, the top-down map. You're going in the dungeons. Um, and then the, the second one, side-scrolling. Um, and yeah, Link to the Past then goes... Oh, yeah! The, it was on the, a different machine. But, the, but then you look at... Um, right, so Ocarina of Time completely brought it into 3D, completely changed how it played again. Um, while keeping things similar... Um, and then you jump to Wind Waker, uh, which was m- like big mechanic changes again, the whole sailing thing. Um, and then Twilight Princess was a bit more by the numbers. Uh, I, I know uh, Skyward Sword had a whole flying uh, and uh, different islands in the, the sky that you flew between. Um, and then your Breath of the Wild, which it was the one where he turned into a wolf. Twilight Princess, I believe, is that one. All right, okay. Um, well, yeah, yeah, that's that was the unique mechanic there, and then obviously, like Breath of the Wild, uh, gave you this open world um, with all these systems working um, together and, and uh, allow for some like really experimental gameplay if you know what you're doing with those things you can do some really crazy wild stuff you can see some videos online people doing some nuts things where you, like the the time stopping mechanic and you can hit an object while it stops in time and then when time starts it'll go fucking flinging off into the sky so it's people surfing things through the air and stuff <laughs> like uh, some crazy shit so yeah it's um it means we've seen what is going to be new about this one but yeah, it's it's not usual that you would get sort of direct sequels where um you know two two games in the series are, are so like close to each other in in concept and that and this is mm. obviously like obviously like Breath of Wild's massively popular and it makes sense to to pick up where that left off. Um but yeah. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Now one thing missing from Nintendo, um, Nintendo's Direct was no band out of three, but they have said that it mm. definitely exists and is progressing well. Air quotes, whatever that means. Um, yeah. That's all we know about it, really, isn't it? Yeah, th- this was announced oh, years ago, two thousand seventeen. Okay. Hi. Like the fact that Bayonetta two, I've only spoke about it like literally a couple of days ago. Yeah, Bayonetta two, the fact that that exists is crazy. As a Nintendo first party yeah. exclusive, like that's that's not, um, and and that took a while to happen. So it looks like this is gonna take even longer. Um, <laughs> and I, I I really like those games. Um, they're they're, they're good, good like fun. if you like Devil May Cry, um, it is they are more Devil May Cry than Devil May Cry. Some would say. Um, they are definitely these days. Well, that the five was good. Did you not like five? You were playing as V. Were you enjoying five? Oh no, the V parts weren't good, but exactly. The other parts were. Grand. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, the other two parts were great, but then there was just too much of that. I was like, "Fucking hell, this is boring." Just get on with. Hey, in your fucking stupid book and your fucking crutch. Maybe that was their plan to to get people to like Nero more. It's like let's put a worse character in when all you want to do is play as Dante. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, so that was missing, and no, well, we got a mention of uh, Metroid Prime 4, uh, ah. which do, it isn't as bad since, you know, they announced, uh, they announced Metroid Dread, so, yeah. Um, so, EA has seen um, uh, a bit of a... Uh, Unexpected. Well, I wouldn't say unexpected, but an outcome from from E3 where they announced the new Battlefield 2042, and now they've had to increase the server 
capacity for Battlefield 4 because everyone wants to play some Battlefield 4 now. Mm. So it's just everybody uh, trying to get in their practice. I think everyone's ready to get back to the modern times, so they decided, right, we'll go play some Battlefield 4. And that's the thing. I know Battlefield 4 had a really rocky launch like i was there at the start and servers were dodgy and lag was bad and rubber banding was shocking and all this here but after and you should not say this but see after 18 months Battlefield 4 turned out to be one of the best shooters on the ps4 it was fucking fantastic um yeah i can see why everyone's sort of getting themselves psyched up for 2042 by jumping into the sort of last modern battlefield to the point where people were having to wait and wait and wait and they were wondering what was going on so EA had to up the server capacity yeah <laughs> it's uh it is weird to me I, I played battlefield 4 but i don't have the same you know reverence for it as as some people do because i i never i didn't play battlefield 4 when it came out i never really played battlefield games I tried to play one and couldn't get into it. Like, five was literally the first Battlefield game I got into and then went back and played four. And, yeah, I thought, yeah, this is all right. I still prefer five, though. I probably shouldn't mm. be saying that. But, um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, well, the, th- the thing is, the difference between four and five is about five years of technology as well. So there was a lot more sort of put into five than there would have been four because the technology's changed and you know so if you've played five first although that being said i would agree with you i, I mean i've played four from the beginning whatever but i would say battlefield five is a better game than battlefield four yeah I, a lot of people's hang up about it was the the time frame because uh, well it's like that's kind of putting words in people's mouths and they like um but I have heard that argument, like people just want the modern stuff. Um, and even though this is very near future, 20 years in the future, we've learned the hard way that if you go too far the other way, go too far into the future, people don't like that either. Unless, unless you're Titanfall. Because <laughs> they get unless away with it. I was just about to say, <laughs> unless you're Titanfall. But if you remember that Call of Duty did the... Uh, advanced war future war whatever future warfare you're in space space. infinite warfare infinite warfare was that the one aye you might be right um yeah people weren't happy about that purely based on the fact that it was uh future stuff i mean it's a a call of duty game it's gonna play like a call of duty game um yeah so you probably could have could have called that um I mean, this happens all the time with uh, um, with Titanfall, Titanfall Two. Uh, every time they do something that even hints at Titanfall in Apex, Titanfall Two's numbers shoot up and people start playing it. Um, Aye. Can you make a Titanfall Three? Titanfall Two's a damn good game, though. Oh, aye, aye, it is very, very fun. Um, so, seeing as we're talking about EA, we may as well keep it going. Um, so they've ah. we've talked about loot boxes and shit in the past and how shitty mm-hmm. they they are. Um, specifically, when it comes to EA and the way they do the FIFA Ultimate mm-hmm. Team packs, I still mm-hmm. can't fathom how people buy into this stuff and it resets once a year. And like that is how is that how it works? When you go to the the next FIFA, you're you don't carry any of that stuff over. None of it carries over. None of it. That's nuts. Well, so the and you're paying for this shit every year, like I. So that, like EA have been called out on their the whole you know. Is it gambling? Um, you know, it's a lot of children. Me, it definitely that. is. Yeah. Well, not so much anymore um, because they have added in where now when you go to buy these packs with real money, so packs in game stay the same that you earn through just playing, but packs buy that you're buying with real money, 
you can preview the pack you're buying before you buy it. So it'll show you what's in there, and you can go, nope, don't want that, that's all shit. Um, and then if you decide not to buy it, it's like a 20-hour cooldown or something like that. Um, Aye. Just a, oh my God. Just a wee bit long. Um, till your, your pack resets and, and a new pack is there. Uh, so probably a step in the right direction. I, I still think it's wrong for, like, selling... You're not selling DLC. You're you're selling like a spreadsheet with numbers on it that applies to a player in the mm-hmm. game, and and charging money for that, and have it be useless um, in less than a year. But at least you know what you're getting now. That'll be their big argument. It's not a gamble anymore. You can see what you're buying. Yeah, well, uh, that that definitely does get rid of the gambling aspect. There's still the whole thing with like a twenty hour mm. countdown. Um, people, especially the children that people are worried about, probably not known for their patience. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> so it's very close to like those freemium mobile games. You know the fucking waiting period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar to that. I. Um. Except in this, you're paying either way. I mean, it's... <laughs> I wonder will they... I would hate to think that EA would add anything. Like, uh, oh, if you want to see your next pack, is a couple of coins and we'll <laughs> you know, get rid of that 20-hour cooldown for you. Uh, if we went down that road, that is like the ultimate scumbag thing. They seem so completely tone deaf and out of touch sometimes with the stuff they do. I mean, I they, they definitely are. Like, I guess multiple countries and that they're they're getting getting this flag, and you know, certain countries have completely um, barred them from doing this at all. And, and you think you you be like, um, are yeah, we, what are we happens doing? in countries like that? I, I think you just don't have ultimate team. Uh, I, I can't be sure. Like, I've so never looked. FIFA gets released, but you don't get ultimate team. I get in in Belgium and that. Uh, well, they can't sell the packs. Belgium's the big one. Um, you you can't sell the packs. I know that for sure because that is that is seen as uh, as gambling aimed at minors. Um, and the the thing is, it's like you know, YouTubers don't help things either. They're like just big walking advertisements for this stuff. Sitting there opening packs and going Aye. overreacting like crazy. Yeah. But that like that's a, a mm. positive step, but it's 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 not really enough, is it? It's still the, the problem is like, what are you actually paying for here? And you go, oh, there's people's money, but like a lot of the a lot of these people are children and don't know what they're doing. Um Aye. And then the it's other a baby step in the right direction, <laughs> but EA really need to do more. Yeah, like make Titanfall three. Do that instead. I mean, I thought they <laughs> they had got um, they're all on board again with their big single player games after um, the Star Wars one. I thought, it? but but they haven't really not. nothing's really come along since, but. Um, but saying that the the last piece of EA news I have here has the one of EA Studios EA Motive um are working mm. on an an established fan favorite IP apparently um yep and the there was a a guy called Jeff Grubb um I don't know who that is. I think he's some sort of journalist. Um, said, we're going to see it if we're not dead first. Whatever, you know. <laughs> maybe hinting. So obviously we're, we're talking about dead space here. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while, 2013, since, the, since Dead Space 3. Aye. I never played Dead Space 3 because it didn't look very good. I don't know about you. Dead Space 3 and uh, was it Lost Planet 3? He switched teams or something. 
So the guys that made Dead Space 2, the really good Dead Space, made Lost Planet 3. And the guys that made Lost Planet 2, the more action-based one, made Dead Space 3. That's why Dead Space 3 was more of an action game and Lost Planet 3 was more of a horror game. I thought Lost Planet was Capcom. Yeah, yeah, but they don't like this weird team. There are, there was a lot of people jump ship apparently and they ended up in each other's teams or something. I remember this whole madness of this happening. Basically, it, not the entire team, but basically the majority of people who worked on each game ended up in the other team. They were all just jumping ship or something was going on between them, but... Uh, Dead Space 2 was definitely unbelievable. I'm surprised they've uh, never done like a, a remaster trilogy or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed those two. Um, yeah, you're right, the, the first two games were done by Visceral Games. Um, and uh, Visceral is a real fan favorite. That's where um, they were working on that single-player Star Wars game. Um they brought in oh, the yeah. woman Annie Hennig, um, and then they 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 showed like a the wee teaser for it, I, and I don't think it it wasn't Jedi Fallen Order. Um, it was a completely different thing. It looked like he might have been playing as some sort of Mandalorian bounty hunter type thing. Um, this was the thing about the tower or something. I remember them talking yeah, about this. Yeah, um, and the the shit can that, then. Respawn ended up making yep. Jedi Fallen Order, which all worked out well. Um, but yeah, this this could be... Like, Jedi Fallen Order has opened doors here. It did really, really well for them. And they didn't even do any DLC for that or anything. Um, and they were happy with it. Um, enough to, to pull these old franchises um, down from the shelf and give them an hour go. Um, yeah, I'd be... I'd be up for another Dead Space. I'm still not going to play three. Oh, Dead but, Space. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, same, same, same. Uh, um, Second one was unbelievable. It had some proper fucking scary moments in it. And then, of course, the famous eyeball bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves the eyeball bit. <laughs> oh. If you don't know what we're talking about, go play Get it. Everyone fucked up. I'm nervous. <laughs> No, nah, don't give anybody any warnings. No content warnings. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so next, uh, this is, uh, I only put this in here because um, because of where we live. Uh, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla just had its um, first DLC come out. It's based in Ireland. Um, so the there is an Irish tourism campaign running along with um, Assassin's Creed or Ubisoft to... Uh, promote these places that you can go. One of which is just up the road from us. The Giants Causeway is in there. Um, uh, yeah, so that's interesting. That's one of the things you can say about the Assassin's Creed. They've done a really good job with like um, showing these historic places in like relatively uh, accurately. Um, it's a yeah, from what I've seen, the the, the the Causeway looks like the Causeway, like yeah. I, I would get get uh, it would be cool to get it and, and go to you know places that, that you're familiar with because like Dublin's in there and we've all been to Dublin we know know our way around there and it, like be yeah, cool yeah. to see it way back in in Viking times but like and so bad I, I'm so fucking bad at playing Assassin's Creed games in that I just get sidetracked by everything and make no progress and then just give up and it happens every fucking time. <laughs> um, and that's the the same story with Valhalla. I have Valhalla. Um, I must uh, get back into it again, but I never finished the one before that Odyssey either. And I'm really enjoying it. It just gets to be like a chore after a while. There's just too much stuff in the open world. Um. Mm. So a couple other things uh, again. I don't know why I put this in here because we already talked about Elden Ring, but. There, there was a director with uh, Miyazaki, the the director, just talking about the uh, what did I, did I just say something weird there? Did I say there was an interview or there was a director with the director? Was a director? There was a director <laughs> with a director. I didn't want to interrupt you. You you were on a roll. <laughs> oh Jesus! You really should interrupt in those circumstances. 
lucky I caught myself there. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out, though. Fuck it. Enjoy. Um, so the director was speaking to the director, <laughs> and they had a wee director with each other. <laughs> they discussed what direction they'd be going in. Uh, yeah, interview. <laughs> interview with Hidetaka Miyazaki, the director of Elden Ring and all those Souls games we love so much. Um, uh, just basically talking about uh, it's an open world. Um, he explains it as, along with this new vast world, we have created a number of new action systems and game systems to enhance this and to go hand in hand with the vast new world. For instance, the player can jump now. You could... If you knew, you could you could jump in the Souls games. Not very well, but you could jump. You can ride on horseback, <laughs> and there's a number of new additions to combat, which just raise the level of freedom higher uh, than our previous games. And it all ma- matches with the sense of scale of the world itself. Um, yeah, so it sounds like they're definitely going for something bigger. Um, and it has been confirmed that the, you'll have those sort of options open to you that, that you would get in a in a Souls game. Which is all good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, still looking forward to that till it comes out. Okay. I'll play it. Um, aye. So, moving onward then. Um, so, Stu, how familiar with the Adult Swim and Toonami? I'm a big fan of Adult Swim. Uh, of course you are. You like all that adult swim. Well, like see, McGee's <laughs> one of my favorite things ever. I uh, see McGee, Aquatine, Hunger Force, all that stuff. Well, like uh, another uh, thing, Adult Swim did with their tsunami thing. That they're they're one of the big reasons for the uh, popularity of anime in the West. I don't think anyone could deny that. Not how I got into, it, but it's how a hell of a lot of people got into into anime. Um, and they're still at it. And what they've been doing is uh, getting into production. And one of the shows that they they have lined up, and they're working with uh, production IG, who are a very famous anime um, production studio uh, responsible for things such as Ghost in the Shell. Um, and they have been working on an adaption of Junji Ito's Uzumaki. Um, now, it's just been delayed until next year, um, which was the, the main story here. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. How, how much do you like your... like you, you like horror, but you also like... It's not all gore horror. You like, you like, you like um, psychological creepy stuff as well. Time. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you'll enjoy that this as well. That me is proper horror. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Edo is a, he's a master at this stuff. So be, because they delayed it, they released, like, I mean, about 30 seconds of footage from from an episode. Just a, just a wee teaser to hold you over since they've had a delay till next year. Um, and this thing looks amazing. Um, so if anyone, like... Is a long time listener. I think I, I spoke about they did the the Junji Ito collection anime, which took a bunch of his short stories and turned them into like a, almost like an anthology anthology show, and it was really shit and really badly animated, and just did not get what made Junji Ito good and scary. Uh, this is looks from the few seconds I've seen looks very different. It's all in black and white. Um, it does a very good job of uh, keeping that Junji Ito style. The animation is really, really gorgeous and smooth. Um, and all it showed is a, is a girl walking down some steps. Um, but yeah, it's it looks it looks really Junji Ito. Um, and the the story in this is creepy as hell. It's basically a, a, a cursed town, and weird shit starts happening uh, with. People being obsessed with spirals and going crazy. So Uzumaki uh, literally means swirl or, or, or spiral. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Now. It's uh, <laughs> Arctic. 
heard a change, well, not change subject, but if I'm not mistaken, this guy, Jinji Ito, he was the guy that was supposed to work on Silent Hills, wasn't he? Yes, he was supposed to do master designs for the uh, yeah, so, Hideo yeah, Kojima. So this guy sound. knows his shit then. Oh, he does. He does. He's a um, legendary guy in, in horror. Um, and he, he's really good at uh, weird, almost body horror. Um, and there's some of the weirdest shit in Izumaki. Um, it is... God, that, that, that story goes places. Um, and it's it's really, really creepy. Um, he, he's... He's really good at doing the... Get, putting you in what should be a normal situation and just making things feel unsettling and slightly off um that makes you mm. uncomfortable and he does all this through manga like a comic book and he can do this um and i i hope this this one does him justice and and captures that uh that sort of feeling that that his his work brings across because god damn that 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 Junji Ito collection did a real shit job of it um it deserves better. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Here's hoping then. Here's hoping. Uh, so what did, did, did they give then? Have they given it? Uh, d- 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 I don't think so. It's just been delayed. I oh, no. They, they've delayed it. It was supposed to be October because, you know, Halloween... But they, they've oh, okay. delayed it to October next year, Halloween. which I kind of have to do it like that. Right, okay. Um, oh, that Junji Ito collection. Did you ever get uh, like they might the songs coming out or being adapted that you you really really love and and it's like you get really excited for it and then you're watching it and it's like you know it's shit, but you're like it's it's still good, it's okay, it's. Yeah. Oh, there's the thing. And that was me with the. Uh, <laughs> that was me with the uh, the uh, Thomas Jane Tom Travolta Punisher movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I swear, this is good. Oh, uh, no, uh, that's the worst fucking. Like, you're just in the moment. You just it, you're going through like the five stages of of grief <laughs> when you're watching this thing. That- uh, and then you finally accept it. Yeah, I think it like as as that film's aged and gone on, I think it has a, a certain appreciation. There's, there's an audience for it out there. That that Punisher film. Yeah. Cause you, do you mind Thomas Jane did the, oh, the big the big the big sexy parts class. Oh, big Kevin Nash is the Russian. I've never seen the 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 other one, but I'd, I've heard that the other that the what was the other one? Well, your man from Rome. Oh, uh, Warzone. It was called Warzone. Yeah, I've heard that one's way worse than than the Thomas Jane one. Yes, and the it people it's got more violent, but it's way worse. And people got really excited for that. Uh, you know, when he did that short. Which never actually said it was Punisher, yeah. but it was Punisher. But I think your man came in with a TV show. What do you call him? I'm shit with names. What do you call Can't that? Actor? Out. I, uh, uh, it's gone. John Berthel. John Berthel. There you go. I was going to say he was in. He was in Ghost Recon. If that, <laughs> if that would have helped. Um. <laughs> He came and blew everybody yeah. out of the water then. We're never going to get any more of that either because of Disney, probably. Oh. Unless they decide to make an or Punisher. Yeah. Um, and then one final thing before we move on to this week's wrestling. Um, and this is a... This is so Speaking fucking, of Cape Heroes. This is so fucking dumb. Um, so uh, there, there's been this whole thing... Uh, interview about the uh, the Harley Quinn animated series, which is marketed to, to adult viewers. Um, it's not a kids' cartoon. Um, that animated series, and there was an interview where 
the co-creators um Justin Halpern and Patrick Schumacher um said about they wanted to put in a scene where Batman and Catwoman basically get it on and DC were all like, nah, you can't do that. And then that started a whole fucking Twitter thing. Um, <laughs> I hope people are being like, what's going on here? But like, like fucking Val Kilmer weighing in, uh, Zack Schneider uh, came in and I think basically was Zack Schneider's point was, was he put a picture of them going at it that is an official canon from the uh, the comics because Catwoman and Batwoman have had sex in the comics. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, like, like that, that it's is... like a known thing. That has happened. <laughs> you look at the fucking Batman Returns movie. Yeah, that was the, the, the other point. Um, in the Batman Returns movie, they fucking... Well, and you're like, well, what's the big deal here then? Yeah. Um, DC. Um, oh, this is <laughs> this is really, really sh- stupid. Their official um, official line was, "Heroes don't do that." So all those superheroes out there are celibate and and don't have sex because uh, DC gets all embarrassed and can't handle it. I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? I mean, that, that that's one of the most is this, like famous and like superhero on again, off again relationships. It's like, can we not all be grown ups? Yeah. And like, because like, there's one thing for like just firing sex in for the sake of it and being gratuitous, but but no, it's Batwoman and Catman, Catman. It it's Catwoman and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very different pairing. Check out my fan fiction for that other one. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. So the, um, it's like, why, why cut out like a completely normal adult thing to do and, and then frame it as this thing that's not fitting of a hero. Hero wouldn't do that. Um, you can, you can literally buy the t-shirt of Batman and Catwoman making out. That is like an official DC t-shirt. Yeah. So why why is it such a no-no all of a sudden? I, uh. <laughs> so here here's a like an expert from from the the interview from the the guy Halford. This is good. In this third season of Harley Quinn, we had a moment where Batman was going down and Catwoman and DC was like you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you saying heroes are selfish lovers? They were like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell toy if Batman is also going down on someone. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that just broken me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, so you can't. <laughs> uh, I, I love the fact that he said heroes are selfish lovers. I love that was the response <laughs> from them. <laughs> yeah, uh, not, not that you know that heroes don't have sex. It's that heroes are selfish. <laughs> it's like I, it's just like about themselves. Hey. I'm just saying, nobody better tell DC about Rule 34. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be very embarrassed. Oh, fuck. Can't sell a toy of that. Actually, I bet you could. <laughs> I fucking guarantee you could. Oh, easily. Uh, guarantee there's ones already out there. Yeah, that's... It's a dark, dark hole of the internet that you could go down. Anyway, that was something more wholesome. How about some wrestling? How about some scantily clad men pretending to beat each other up? <laughs> well, or were they pretending? Um, okay, so... What is... Say that again? 
I was just going to say, I was going to wondering on your opinion on our opening bout here. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, June 18th. Why did I say it like that? The 18th of June, uh, AEW Dynamite. Um, so it's an hour Friday show. Uh, this week's is on Saturday for the second time ever. Bah, damn you, basketball. Um, well, I was going to say that actually works out better, but it doesn't because it ends up airing here at like 3 in the morning. And yeah, I like wrestling, but I also mm. like sleeping. So, eh. Um. Yeah, so the first matchup is that uh, that heavily um, promoted match between non-anticipated, <laughs> non-anticipated. I had zero uh, expectations of this. So we had Jake Hager versus Wardlow in an honest to god MMA cage fight. Um, like they had the not an octagon; it was a hexagon. Um, I noticed that was weird. It's like, why don't they call it an octagon? Is that a, like a rights thing? And then I counted the sides, and it's like, there's only six sides. Uh, so that's why they're not calling it an octagon. Um, so Is it an LTNA ring? Uh, probably. I bet that's what that was. <laughs> anyway, um, MMA rules cage fight. So whatever the rules for MMA are, they applied here. Punch and kick. I don't know what the rules to MMA are, but there was three five-minute rounds. Um, obviously, Jake Hager is an actual 3-0 and in MMA with an asterisk next to it. Get, you go look that up if you're interested. Yeah, massive asterisk. <laughs> um, and, man, this this was way better than had any right to be. I have to admit, I was, I was a wee bit surprised I, at the, I enjoyed just how... This. I wouldn't say it was entertaining, but it was like, it, this actually looks kind of good. <laughs> I think it was. They, they done, like, they, they took the thing, so they had this premise. So anytime they've done, this has been done in wrestling before, it's been just shit. So they, they took this premise where they went, right, let's try and maybe half make this look like an actual MMA match, but we wrestling bits thrown in. Um... So it was all very slow in that first round. And then Wardlow starts to go a bit fucking nuts. Dude bouncing off walls and throwing Superman punches and stuff. And and has Hager <laughs> in a lot of trouble. Cool. And uh, like, so Hager eventually wins with his, the thing he wins with in actual MMA, that weird sleeper thing. Um, which makes Wardlow pass out. The referee stops it. He didn't tap. And... Yeah, that that uh, they they did a good job of making Wardlow look like an absolute animal who will fuck your shit up, but like having Hager win and having that makes sense and it doesn't damage Wardlow because Hager's an experienced MMA guy who has actual MMA wins, so he just ekes out the win by getting that hold. Whereas you would say Wardlow was pretty dominant in the match going through, so like yeah, I I I kind of like this. If there was a whole moment where they had basically Hager on the back foot and Wardlow was just like kind of rush him down and you could see like Hager was holding on for dear life till the, the timer ran out in the first round I think. Yeah, yeah. Aye, I, I, I thought it was it's definitely the, the best of what they, they could have made of it. Then we had everyone running in, mm. Pinnacle Wall coming in, um, <laughs> MGF putting Jericho in submission, Dean Malenko comes in. Then 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 he, he hits Dean Malenko. How dare you? That's and JR just came out with another what well, JR's best lines have always been about MJF. <laughs> as soon as MJF <laughs> hits Dean Malenko, you just hear JR going, Son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does have some some good uh um, some good lines when it when it just comes to reacting to MGF's antics. Uh, Sammy Guevara Guevara comes out, makes a save, chases everybody off. Um, Sammy, well, when this is all said and done, Sammy's gonna come out this looking like a a superstar, as they say. Mm. Uh, so next match we had the the handicap match uh, of Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, men of the year. 
Um, it, it was a decent handicap match. Um, like we had Darby on doing some stuff with uh, cable ties to uh, even the odds. We got Ethan Page's feet tied together uh, and left him lying outside the ring. Um, that wasn't the finish, though. Interestingly enough, he actually gets out again. Um, you could easily went to have Darby Allen win that way, but um, no, Page and Sky still win, which, yeah, the handicap match with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. So why you'd have it any other way? Um, uh, what what did you think of this? Match overall. I when when the when the cable tag came out and Ethan Page was outside, I thought, oh, this is how Darby's going to do it. But then, obviously, uh, as soon as I came off again, I was like, nah, poor Darby's getting murdered here now. But it's just one of those that makes Darby look good. Yeah, but like uh, Page and Sky could not lose. So they would look like absolute chumps. Oh. <laughs> and uh, they would have. Yeah, I mean it's. Like what's what's next on that? It's like, oh, he lost the handicap match. Guess he does need Sting or literally anyone else as a partner to win a tag match. It's like we didn't learn anything here. It's like maybe Darby's an idiot for not picking another partner. But dude alone, like why? This could lead to a a Darby v Sting match. I think that that's that's been the rumors that that will happen. At some point, and that's where this mm. is leading. But yeah, we'll see. Um, next up, something that is weird to be on Dynamite, but was actually pretty fun, regardless, because I like these guys. We had Orange Cassidy versus Cesar Bononi. Um, Orange Cassidy come out with the best friends in <laughs> Statlander, and Cesar Bononi with the wingmen who are they have <laughs> they have me on special there. Like, no, none of them are being uh, world champion, but Jesus Christ, they're funny. Especially JD uh, the, the, It's a oh, Drake, fantastic. There's something about him. He doesn't suit that group, but that's what no. makes him suit that yeah, group. Yeah, that, that's so what much. that's what makes it worse. <laughs> so you've got the the wingmen. They're all like fucking pickup artists, whatever. They all get dressed up and like going out and looking pretty. And then you got JD Drake, which is this cowboy boot wearing fucking stocky guy. <laughs> and he's uh, yeah, he doesn't. Doesn't fit in, but they make him wear this weird fucking blouse. What's the Taz keeps calling him? <laughs> His grandmother in Sicily used to wear something like that. Um, but yeah, the whole idea was them. They, they kept, like, Cassidy would get thrown to the outside of the ring and they'd be spraying Frank Tan on him and brushing his hair and <laughs> trying to give him a makeover in the middle of the match, putting a jacket on him. <laughs> it's like, this is fucking ridiculous, but it's, it's I, I. It's good. It was a very cool spot in the match, though, where the best friends launched Cassidy. That oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ, he got some airtime there. Because he jumped onto them first, and they caught him. Uh, so they went back in, and, yeah, the best friends sort of linked their hands together and launched him into there. Um, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, then we had a bunch of orange punches to, to finish things out. Orange Cassidy ones. Um... Cesar Bononi sold the shit out of his orange punch. Yeah. He just dropped like a sack of shit. <laughs> Cesar Bononi's not bad. Um, he didn't, didn't not bad make at all. it in NXT, like, but uh, yeah. He's. Um, yeah, it's just that group of four guys who weren't too sure what to do. They've come together and they just have this. They've yeah. had this weird idea and it's just worked so well. Even on BT, they're actually correct as well now. Yeah. Them uh, doing yoga and they're actually trying to eat. <laughs> they're using the Kama Sutra instead of as a yoga book. <laughs> aye. Um, aye, it, it's good comedy heat stuff where they're like, you know, doing all sorts of fucking buffoonery. Um, so next match is Cody Rhodes and Brock Anderson. <laughs> Versus QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, that was my. I was hoping for a bit more. I but I don't know what brought like. Obviously, this is his debut. He is the son of Arn Anderson. Which, as if you couldn't tell by just fucking looking at him, he even dresses like his dad. Um, but um, I obviously it, it was a match to make you know Brock Anderson's debut a big deal and that. Um, which it did. He did most of the everything in the match and got the win. Um, but I think it's it's just this this Cody QT stuff. Like I'm I'm kind of I've been done with it for a while. So like and then sticking mm. things like th- like this in it um, isn't really helping it for for me either. Like it like to me that that's. That makes me not care about Brock Anderson because I didn't care about any of this to begin with. And Anthony Agogo was the, the only thing, thing I, I noticed cared at about. the end of the match was. Uh, sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Agogo, I don't know what they're doing with him, where he is, he, but uh, the only thing he, I noticed at the doing, end of the match was Brock doing, got the win. Aye. Uh, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was going to say, is Agogo not doing something on, on, on English TV? Oh, is that what he's at? I, I think he's at something like that, though, at the minute. Oh, okay. Hmm. Is there, like, is there some more games or something like that happening? Um, I don't know. The, Oli- the Olympics yeah. is supposed to be happening, but who knows? Hmm, true. Uh, so, uh, you were saying at the end of the match... Say, the only thing I noticed... Uh, at the end of the match, I noticed... Um, Cody was in the tunnel after Brock got the win and he was just looking kind of, I don't know, they had a wee bit of an angry look on him and I'm thinking, is that Cody genuinely being upset with himself or are they sort of moving away from the QT angle and he's going to start something else? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, they I, were I sitting can't... in the tunnel and they just didn't look happy. I think Cody had that chance to turn heel and didn't, so I don't know if, if it's, if it's going to happen. Um... Uh, I don't know. We missed a backstage segment there with Kenny Omega. <laughs> um, was that the thing that that was the one where the, the he wanted to fight him, and then he ran away? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Jungle Boy's getting interviewed, and Kenny just comes Kenny in with fight right now. Um, and then they run away in their golf cart. Uh, and we also saw Christian Cage get locked away in a cage uh, by Matt Hardy. Um, uh, so our next match then was Julia Hart versus Penelope Ford. Is this? That's uh, no, not her first. It's not. Is this Julia Hart's first match? Was her first dynamite match? I De- definitely first dynamite. Um, so yeah, we haven't seen Penelope in a while. Um, mm. And yeah, she's she's still good. But yeah, um, yeah, she has a it's a decent wee match between uh, Penelope and and Julia Hart. Um, but do you not think it looked like a horror movie at the end though when Penelope was doing that submission? And Penelope's head was like upside uh, yeah. down compared to Julia's head, which was like the normal way up. It looked like a fucking horror movie. It was class. Yeah, she can uh, her her finish is pretty cool. The way she contorts rounds, um, bends herself over backwards to grab the the head. Um, but then it's uh, the whole thing with Miro after. Uh, I think that was the main reason <laughs> for even having the match. Miro just comes out. I mean, um, I'm just using Bleacher Report's review just to go through the card and remind myself of what was on there. But they're all like, oh, this overshadowed the women's match and did a disservice. It's, like, it's Miro. He's a heel. He comes out and bees an asshole to Penelope and everyone else. It's like, what do you want? Plus, he totally... 
totally at Griff Garrison, which was great. <laughs> Did I? So I was building up uh, Pullman. He was getting a match uh, against Miro. Where Notice Pullman's getting all the singles matches here. Yeah, since that Dark Side of the Ring episode aired. I don't know if you've watched that. I remember you were saying about it, but to me, Pillman's the better of the two. Anyway, oh, 100%. You, you 100%. Just... Uh, I definitely, even even without, you know, who his dad is, not, um, he, yeah, he's still, uh, he's still better than Griff Garrison. Uh, Griff just would, needs to accept that. Can you he, imagine he is Miro the and Griff in a match? No. He is the Genetti. He is the Genetti. Like, come on. He, totally he must, he must know it himself. It must. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that brings us to our main event, uh, which, Jesus, this fucking combination, six-man tag. Penta, Eddie Kingston, and Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter, uh, against Mac, Matt Jackson and the Good Brothers. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a team there. Um Penta, Penta, Kingston, and, and Kazarian. Um, yeah, uh, it it was uh, a very good match. Um, just a, a lot of action. I love the the trio stuff, you know, where they just loosen up on the mm. you know tag rules and and just go with whatever. And um, they did that in this, and uh, and I think it like I I really do hope they bring in trios titles and. You know, just just change and do do don't do the exact same rules as as a tag match to make it a bit different. You know, uh, you know, give like a during the tag you've got a twenty second window for all three to do. You know, trio offense sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so we had a yeah a lot of that sort of move after move after move, which is I like that shit. I don't know. They're like, I think there, there's still psychology in there. You just uh, it doesn't boil down to working on a limb for 20 minutes, which is can like yeah. like that works as well. But this is just a different type of yeah. of way of working. Not everything is, has if to be the same. If you're doing a trios match, if you're yeah, that, doing a trios match, that, you can have one guy doing the the limb stuff and then another guy doing the crazy high flying stuff, and that's the good thing about a trios match is you can mix up the different ways of telling the story in a single match. Yeah. So you'll notice that. Uh, oh well, we all notice that Nick Jackson is nowhere to be seen until the end. He comes on it in and sprays Penta in the face while Penta's on the top rope, which uh, allows <laughs> the elite to get the win. Um. What a bunch of dicks! Um, again, like uh, on on the Bleacher Report's analysis, I don't like. This is just some guy's opinion, and this is my opinion. But he's like, oh, they're getting towards like Triple H two thousand and three. Well, sort of implies that. Um, but I I I don't think. Like the the young books aren't shown to be like dominant or anything. They're just like shitheads, um, and yeah. I don't I don't I don't think they've run their course to where it's it's grating yet. Um, you know, if they if they just keep doing this over and over again, then yeah, you'll be at at a point where you're like, oh well, no one can ever beat them, and they're just doing the same shit over and over again. But I don't I don't think they're there yet, and I think they definitely will get there. They'll get their comeuppance at some point. Um, of course they will. And I, I hope it's Santana and Ortiz. If there's, see, this is the thing. Um, the box have obviously been... When, when AEW started, the box were considered like you were going to be the champions straight off the bat, right? Yeah. Obviously, they, they tripped a couple of times. They finally get the belts, and when they get the belts, they've turned heel. So now what they're going to do is be that fucking bunch of bastards that everyone wanted them to be at the start, and they're going to build up this huge fucking, ah, no one can ever beat us, and when we get that team that do take them down, it's going to be madness Aye. when that when that get, when that that crowd get, hears that three pin against one of the Jacksons. That crowd's going to explode. Aye, that's it. The, all, all three of these guys, like the, the Boxing Kenny, spent, you know, a year getting all their, all their talent over. Um, and then even when they do take the titles, mm. it wasn't in the way, 
you know, everyone wanted them to be the big baby face champions. Um, and obviously you see that as you starting your own company and going and immediately making yourself champion. That does not make you a baby face. So as you said, they're doing the thing no. that in theory the, the people wanted them to do, but they're doing it from a heel perspective because that would be a very shitty thing to do in real life and really egotistical. And now they're, they're playing that part now, um, which, is, which is good shit. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Kenny, this is laughing a, my head it's off a at them. different Kenny Brilliant. again um, than than you've got before. Do you think we will will we ever get the the reigning baby faces triumphant hero type thing? It, it's weird because because they are all EVPs. It's really hard to book that without, but you know, without it seeming yeah. like you've just positioned yourself that way. I, I, I don't I don't see how you how you could have those guys in the position they're in be babyface you know champions it it would be weird to have I just think yeah. um, uh, to me that makes sense the the way they've done it how they've done it oh I definitely right uh, and that that's that pretty much wraps up dynamite. Still there? Oh no, we've lost you. Hello, we've lost you. Right. Oh, you're back. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, my back. Nope. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's only my fault. Right, folks, before everything falls apart, we'll say goodbye, and we will see you. <laughs> I won't call it a day. We won't see you, because it's a fucking podcast. But, oh shit. Um, well, until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Hopefully we make it, <laughs>